Congratulations. On passing through all the four clouds of Anartas, at least in theory, <laughs> discussing them, hopefully making some things uh, clearer. <clears throat> Every time I go through this, I find some new aspects of it <clears throat> for myself. I guess we should uh, continue with the next verse. Previous verse, we were pinched and then no longer pinched by Rajas and Tamas. So today we speak about joy. Jai Shri Gornitai Ki Jai Shri Shri Radha Madan Mohan Ki Jai Very beautiful Friday dress. So let us chant. Evam, did we chant Om Namo Bhagavate? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Evam Prasanna Manaso Bhagavad Bhakti Yogata Bhagavatatva Vijnanam Mukta Sangasya Jayate A happy verse. Should we um, chant again? Would like would somebody like to chant it? Evam Prasanna Manaso Evam Prasanna Manaso Bhagavad Bhakti Yogata Bhagavad Tattva Vijnanam Mukta Sangasya Jayate Evam Prasanna Manaso Bhagavad Bhakti Yogata Bhagavad Tattva Vijnanam Mukta Sangasya Jayate. Here we have Prasanna. Prasanna meaning uh, happy. Let me see if I have uh, this. Yeah, I do. Okay. You know the different uh, levels of uh, meaning of this word Prasad? It's the same word as sit in all the Indo European languages. Sit. 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 As we are all doing right now. <laughs> <clears throat> Except maybe for our esteemed internet uh, uh, audience, whom, about whom I know not whether they sit or lie or walk or whatever. <laughs> but in Krishna consciousness, I'm sure. So sit, yes, sad, sit. Then uh, prasad means sediment. You can also see the same root, sediment. Sediment means there was a muddy water and then uh, the mud sits down. So that's a sediment. 
And when the mud sits down, the water becomes clear. So therefore, the, one of the first meanings of this word is clarity. Clarity and serenity. Clarity. And then, if, it's, if things are clear, then the next meaning is peace. Things are clear, things are peaceful, and then if things are peaceful, uh, peaceful and clear, then you are pleased. The mind is pleased and satisfied. And if you are pleased and satisfied, then you can give mercy. Right? <laughs> if you are happy, um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes some, some people you talk to after breakfast. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> I know, some people before breakfast don't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I once asked one devotee about the power of Bhagavatam. You know why Bhagavatam is so powerful, but seems sometimes on some people doesn't exert such an influence. And he explained to me that it was our temple commander in the BBT. He said, you know, you should speak after prasadam. You should reverse. You should first give prasadam, <laughs> and then give Bhagavatam. Then they take everything. They will much easier. They will have much easier time accepting. <laughs> or we should maybe pass snacks. <laughs> Popcorn sounds like a good thing. <laughs> or something crunchy. Because <laughs> crunchy helps, helps uh, to stay awake also. Because people become peaceful also. Okay, so mercy. Mercy, and then if you are merciful, you can give us, um, some gifts like sanctified food. So that's our final meaning. <clears throat> can maybe add... Um, Pleased, satisfied, maybe we can write here, joy, joyous. So here, <clears throat> we have this word also in the Gita, which Prabhupada translates as mercy, and Krishna uses this in the word mat prasada, the meaning of mercy, but here we can read, evam, evam thus, thus, prasanna, prasanna enlivened, this is how Srila Prabhupada translates it. Manasa, Manasa of the mind. mind. Bhagavad Bhakti, Bhagavad the devotional service of the Lord. The of the Lord. Yogata, Yogata, by contact of. Bhagavad, regarding the personality of Godhead. Tatvam, knowledge. Vijnanam, scientific. Mukta, liberated. Sangasya, of the association. Jayate, becomes effective. So, obtains and wins. One other meaning. Translation, where he's doing Grishila Prabhupada. Thus established in the mode of aneloid goodness. You may remember, Thomas and Rajas no longer pinch us, unexpectedly. The man whose mind has been enlivened by contact with devotional service to the Lord gains positive scientific knowledge of the personality of Godhead in the stage of liberation from all material association. <clears throat> so, in the purpose of what says, it's rare. out of many such men-like animals, Hare Krishna. 
there is actually a man who knows the responsibility of human life and thus tries to make life perfect by following the prescribed duties. Again, we may <coughs> remind ourselves that when Srila Prabhupada says man, it means just human. <coughs> in uh, many languages, it's just a grammatical convention. In German, they just say, a woman will say, uh, man fühlt Durst, a man feels thirst, speaking about herself. And in Ukrainian, uh, when you say human, it's in female, it's feminine gender. Everybody, a man will say, uh, she needs to be more conscious, meaning a human being needs to be <laughs> about himself. <laughs> so it's just a grammatical convention, and Prabhupada was using, was following that. <clears throat> so this verse has something very interesting. It speaks about understanding Bhagavad Tattva, Vigyanam, understanding the science of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And this verse shows that you can understand the science of the Supreme Personality of Godhead only in the happy state of mind. Hare Krishna. <laughs> Very depressing, no? <laughs> Not only am I, am I sad, I can't even <laughs> understand the science of God. I thought maybe I'm spiritual if I'm, if I'm sad. And now, now you say that only a joyous person can understand. But you can see that this joy is not just uh, some materialistic emotion. And this is a result of Satvagun. Satvagun brings happiness and satisfaction. Perhaps we should read also the uh, last verse of this uh, sequence. Although this whole second chapter is one of the most amazing chapters. You can almost memorize every verse, which many people do. I think uh, this was the chapter that um, many devotees memorized. I think Dravida Prabhu, Gopi Paran, I think our whole BBT crew, they, they knew it by heart. <clears throat> so the next verse is very glorious. I remember the first time I read it, it gave me uh, reassurance. 1-2-21 Vidyate hridaya grantish chidate sarvasanshaya kshiyante chase karmani drishta evatmanishvare This verse is a very famous verse. It's also found in uh, uh, some of the Upanishads, Mundaka Upanishad. In fact, Paravare. Let's see. And can't I? This is, yes, Mundaka Upanishad. There it's uh, completely the same except the last line, Tasmin Drishte Paravare. When you see the Lord everywhere in the superior and inferior beings and energies. Mundaka Upanishad. Also. Here it's Drishta Evat Manishvare. Thus, the knot in the heart is pierced or cut. And all misgivings are cut to pieces. Misgivings. This was one of the words, words I didn't know before Krishna consciousness. Misgivings. Give, I understand. Misgive, I did not understand. <laughs> so that mostly you can see it speaks about doubts, samshaya, misgivings. The chain of fruitive actions is terminated. Kshiyante chasya karmani, terminated. When one sees 
one's self and one's master. Krishna. So <clears throat> here we are coming to the highest stages of bhakti. Vishnacha Karati Thakur, you can see in his uh, 14 stages, he speaks. Uh, <clears throat> in the beginning, he adds two. In the middle, he adds Bhajaneshu Spriha, eagerness to uh, perform bhakti. And <clears throat> then in the next, so Nishta, being steady, fixed, which means at least 50-50, we are able to steadily choose Krishna, Krishna's interest. And then Ruchi, taste, tatha, um, atha, asakti. Asakti, asakti, this long A. Then firm attachment, or very strong attachment. <clears throat> great eagerness and the absence of this great eagerness is the main reason we do not reach the next stage of rati or, uh, or ecstatic love so rati or bhava is here it says fondness but in fact it's ecstatic love so that's already a, uh, that's already a liberated stage <clears throat> one ray of Samhita and Hladini Shakti, the transcendental Shakti, Sarupa Shakti, from the transcendental world, from the sun of Prema, comes and touches our heart, and our heart begins to melt. One ray is enough, and then the heart begins to melt, like butter in hot sun. And this melting of the heart is uh, the source of ecstasy that's produced. That's why this stage is called ecstatic love of uh, Krishna. And also this is why one of the characteristics are different ecstasies. But ecstasies are not considered a reliable characteristic because uh, oftentimes one can have a glimpse of some ecstasies. I have a friend who, who can, uh, you know, on at his will, show you his uh, arm and have his hands stand, his hair stand on end. You see, and it stands on end. <laughs> so he's uh, so <clears throat> he can do this, but uh, this is why Rupa Goswami says just these ecstasies are not a reliable sign. We have other nine characteristics, but this is already a response from the other side. It's a, this is already the stage which is very rare, obtaining Bhava Bhakti, and this is in fact the goal of sadhana. Sadhana is aimed at attaining this real ecstasy or ecstatic love or the level of ecstatic love. <clears throat> and this is the stage where you actually meet Krishna uh, from time to time. We see at the end of Chaitanya Charitamrita in Antyalila, we see Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he meets Krishna, showing the, <clears throat> showing the example of the process, illustrating the process of bhakti and perfection. And we see first he catches a little whiff of Krishna's aroma, how Krishna's body smells. There is Chatusama described, you know, the smell of Krishna's body. Uh, 
So the four ingredients, you remember? What are the four constituents of how Krishna's body smells? Musk, yes. Blue lotus, it's huh? a guru, yes, a guru. It's a very important ingredient, yes. Uh, also saffron and sandalwood. And sandalwood. So these are the <coughs> chatusama, these are the ingredients of how Krishna's body smells. Most of them we might have smelled except a guru. It's more rare how a guru smells. That's a <coughs> uh, raisin of, of a tree. But uh, you can, in India you can uh, get a, an oil that's from a guru. <clears throat> so first he feels the aroma of Krishna's body, then and he swoons, and then he get, catches a glimpse of Krishna's uh, of Krishna, and he swoons. Then he uh, tastes prasadam, glorifies. There is one chapter glorifying the taste of Krishna, of Mahaprasadam. So. In this way, one by one, each sense comes to life in extreme ecstasy, in extreme ecstasy. This is also how we see Krishna. So what happens, it's described that we meditate on Krishna, but our meditation uses the mind. Just Today, somehow I stumbled upon some description of chanting, that it's not by technical, uh, by techniques, by mechanical techniques. Oh yeah, that was, for, that was from Shachinandana Swami, Swami's book, right? That it's not by uh, some mechanical techniques that we uh, come to proper chanting or we get the mercy of the Holy Name. <clears throat> and we have one quote from Srila Prabhupada, which sort of overshadows every other quote. Where is the question of thinking? Just here. <laughs> just here. And then uh, we try to just hear, and maybe we just hear for maybe two seconds, and then uh, it doesn't work, so we give up. <clears throat> this is why actually um, techniques, and even just hearing, even just hearing, is not really a guarantee of hearing. Just listening is not a guarantee of hearing Krishna uh, in the Holy Name. It is an avaroha panta, a descending path. Even if you are in complete trance and try to meet Krishna. And the Holy Name, the sound of the Holy Name is the first place where we meet Krishna. So Krishna has already fixed a date. We already have a date with Krishna. He says, I'm waiting for you. Where? In the sounds of the holy name. Come. <laughs> and uh, we go, but can't find <laughs> the sounds. <clears throat> and sometimes we even manage to chant uh, attentively. right? And still, oftentimes we cannot find Krishna there. I remember in the early days, I decided, that's it, I will really, really try. So in the morning, I, I went after Mangalarate, I locked myself in my room. It was dark, and I, you know, and I really decided, okay, that I will really, really just hear and be very attentive. 
and I was saying Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, and the mind was going, I'm, I was bringing, come back, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. The mind goes away, come back and listen, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And somehow or other, <clears throat> I managed to actually uh, pay attention to the Mahamantra for 16 rounds. But after 16 rounds, I felt revulsion. I felt, <laughs> it was like, you know, uh, the third degree interrogation or whatever, to some torture for the mind. I, I managed to direct it to the sound of the holy name, and it, you know, no ecstasy, no, not, not only no ecstasy, the opposite. I, had, I felt re, uh, repulsed by the holy name. And over the years, I've heard devotees expressing similar experiences. Why? Because there is more. And we cannot force Krishna to appear. We can only attract Krishna to appear. In full, Krishna appears at Bhava. But he can already appear at Shraddha. In fact, amazingly enough, this is the price of Shudanam. Frequently we hear Shudanam, oh Shudanam, who can chant Shudanam, oh Shudanam, after 20 years. <clears throat> but if you read Gudruma Kalpatavi, Bhakti Thakur describes that there is this uh, amazing market of the holy name, and then uh, there, is different, there are different currencies. For a golden coin you can buy Prema. For a silver coin you can buy uh, Bhava. Then uh, for half that you can, uh, or rather, the golden coin is Prema, yes, and the silver coin is Bhava. And uh, then one sixty-fourth, one sixty-fourth, one rupee had sixty-four had uh, sixteen annas, right? And one anna had four paisa. Right, four. I, I, I remember I was uh, saying it, it's um, it was the binary calculus, and it was four and then sixteen. You know that there are two kinds of people. Sorry, ten kinds of people. There are ten kinds of people: those who understand binary calculus and those who don't. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, four so the smallest coin there is paisa of Shada. And by Shada you can already buy Shudanam, the real name. The real name. So sometimes you get to hear, uh, sometimes you can hear some uh, conversation or argument. People try to figure out where you actually get the true, real name, Krishna as Shudanam. And sometimes people say, okay, at Bhava, maybe at Ruchi. However, if you see Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who invites us to Namahata, the uh, marketplace of the Holy Name, he says that um, the smallest coin where you can really buy the real name Shudanam is uh, Shraddha. Already in the 60s, Srila Prabhupada says, all of you have chanted at least one Shudanam. 
just a few years after he started the movement, <clears throat> basically just a few months after uh, most of the devotees were chanting. So at least Shrudanam, um, at least Shraddha, maybe we can scrap together in our heart, get together and buy one real name. <laughs> and nowadays you have a special promotion uh, that uh, you buy one name yeah, you you get you get one free. Yes, <laughs> you get your money back, <laughs> and you can buy another one. <clears throat> and if you bring false uh, counterfeit money, means not shudanam, not not uh, shuda shada, not shuda bhakti shada, but some mixed shada, you get uh, namabas, the shadow of the holy name. But namabas is itself so glorious that it gives everything up to Vaikuntha. Everything imaginable and unimaginable in the whole world, just by the shadow of the holy name, Namabas. One thing Namabas cannot give is Prema. So we do want the real name. We do want uh, Shudanam. It's um, already the, the first meeting with Krishna, Shada. So therefore a person can see, even before initiation, you can see initiation is usually placed at Bhajana Kriya. And Shraddha is usually just the first initial interest. Plus some trust in Bhakti. Already there you can meet Krishna. Maybe for a moment. And it's usually some unforgettable moment in your chanting. Some unforgettable moment when you uh, have no doubt about Krishna's presence. <clears throat> or meeting Krishna. <clears throat> now, how does this work? <clears throat> Let's see if we can. Dai shishi gorni dai shishi radhamadan mohan shishi sidaram lakshman hanuman ki jai. Okay, so here is a here is the explanation. This is from the prayers of personified Vedas. The most unread chapter of the Bhagavatam and Krishna book in our society. <laughs> Even people who do read Krishna book, they sort of skip through it. <laughs> but the first two verses are amazing, incredible. Parikshit Maharaj is saying, how is it possible? You're saying Veda, Veda. But Veda we read with material eyes, on, in a, with the material ears, through the material ether, material vibration. How can, through these material means, you, you can attain the transcendental non-material Lord? And we have the very beautiful answer, amazing reply, by Shukadeva Goswami in 1087.2 Budindriya mana branan jananam asijat prabhu matrartam cha bavartam cha atmane kalpanaya cha where he says that the Lord has created the senses, the material elements, the pranas, uh, intelligence and mind, everything he has created um, for two purposes. You can count four if you want. Yoga Sutra also says, 
bhoga and apavarga. For material experience, experiencing material sense gratification, <clears throat> and then hopefully elevation and so forth, on one hand, but also for connecting with Krishna on the other hand. So Ishnachakrati Thakur also says that all the material elements are Vaishnavas. So therefore devotees do not hate Maya. And they do not hate the material elements. Because there is a hidden function in the material elements. In the material elements there is a hidden hidden function. He says, where where is the proof that all the material elements are Vaishnavas? Even our mind. Can you imagine? <laughs> of course. Bhaktisiddhantaji says, what kind of Vaishnava are you? <laughs> to his mind. Yes, famous Vaishnava ke. <clears throat> but what proof do we have that they are Vaishnavas? Vishnachakvarya Thakur says, look, in Canto 3, they all pray to Krishna. They try to combine in service and then they fail. So they say, oh Krishna, we cannot cooperate. We cannot please you with our concerted effort. Nice word, concerted Effort. Concerted means cooperative, but also con- it reminds us of a concert. Right? <clears throat> and then Krishna uh, helps them unite in service. So they pray, it means they are Vaishnavas. And Srila Prabhupada gives another example of electricity, which can be used for cooling or heating. Same energy can be used for opposite purposes. In the same way, matter. Majority of people in this world. Almost everybody uses matter for material purposes, for the material purposes. However, the same material elements can uh, help us come to Krishna. How does it happen? So you can see this is Vishnacha Thakur's explanation. <clears throat> the transcendental intelligence First we have Gopal Tapani Upanishad. Satpundarikanayanam megabam vaidyutambaram dibujam maonamudradyam vanamalinameshwaram. The Supreme Lord, appearing in his two-armed form, has divine lotus eyes. A complexion the color of a cloud. And garments that resemble lightning. He wore, he wore a garland of forest flowers and his beauty was enhanced by his pose of meditative silence. The, let's go Upanishad. The transcendental intelligence and senses of the Lord's perfect devotees correctly perceive his purely spiritual form and their realizations are echoed in the Gopal Tapanishruti's comparison of Lord Krishna's eyes, body and clothing to a lotus, a cloud and lightning. On the other hand, devotees on the level of sadhana who are in the process of becoming purified have only barely realized the Supreme Lord's boundless spiritual beauty. Nonetheless, by hearing scriptural scriptural passages such as this one, probably I should make it bigger, no? Is it better? From the Gopal, uh, Gopal Tapani Upanishad, they engage in contemplating him to the best of their fledgling ability. 
Although the neophyte devotees have not yet learned how to fully realize the Lord or meditate steadily on even the effulgence surrounding his body, still they take pleasure, it's important, in presuming we are meditating on our Lord. And not only meditating, but we are meditating for his... Why do they take pleasure? They take pleasure. We take pleasure because we know Krishna likes bhakti. So we are happy to make him happy. In the 10th canto, we have a very nice in Sudama Vipra story. By the way, it was just recently some, some day commemorating Sudama Vipra something. Story, something connected to Sudama Vipra. There is a nice translation by our BBT crew saying that uh, offered with bhakti means offered with the expectation that Krishna will enjoy the offering. Yes. This is the, def the definition of love. You offer with the expectation that Krishna will enjoy it. So you are, and, and then, this is the magic of love and, and bhakti, you are happy already. That's the difference between karma, yoga and, and bhakti. You are happy already, because you already enjoy. I mean, you are already happy that he will be happy. That he will enjoy it. That, that's what bhakti is. So, <clears throat> uh, they take pleasure in presuming. It's presumptuous. It is presumptuous. <laughs> Although Krishna does declare, I like when you meditate on me. But our, these are fledgling attempts. Still, you know, he says yes. And the Supreme Lord moved by the waves of his boundless mercy. If there is something infinite, that's his mercy. Himself thinks, we think, and he thinks. These devotees are meditating on me. When their devotion matures, he draws them to his feet to engage in his intimate service. And in another place, uh, in the third canto, Ishnachakorditakur expands a little further. He says what happens, that um, we, we picture, okay, <clears throat> golden lightning uh, dhoti. Okay, lotus eyes. Okay, I'm meditating, I'm meditating and uh, <clears throat> cloud-like um, color of the body and meditating. And we form some kind of picture in the mind and this is a material effort in the material mind. But the, the, the goal is spiritual and uh, the process is bhakti. So Krishna, we think we, we meditate, I'm meditating on Krishna. And Krishna thinks, oh, he's meditating on me or she's meditating on me. And then uh, attracted by our expectation that he will enjoy, attracted by our bhakti, he enters that picture. Just like he enters the deity, just like he enters the, ho the holy name, the sound of the holy name, he enters also that meditation in the heart. And then it comes to life, it becomes alive. And it becomes true. It, it becomes, he manifests, he reveals himself, truly. Sometimes then devotee says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I compared your eyes to lotuses. Lotuses are nothing compared to your eyes. And uh, <clears throat> the cloud and uh, the moon is nothing compared to your face. It's incomparable, it's incomparable. So that's a revelation and 
Krishna descends, Krishna uh, reveals himself. It's a descending process. He reveals himself by his mercy, and he's happy to do this. And he will start, he starts doing this already uh, in the holy name, from which stage? Shraddha. Shraddha, yes, Shraddha. So I sometimes say, come on, devotees, you know, at least Shraddha. Can't we collect a little Shraddha? You know, <clears throat> just scratch, scrap together a little <laughs> Shraddha to at least one, once in a while, once in three years to chant one Shruddhanam. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's the practice, to collect Shruddha Bhakti Shraddha and actually attract Krishna by our, by our uh, service. And there, there this is why these uh, techniques may have some value to at least focus on Krishna, to at least direct our mind towards Krishna, and then <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> attract his mercy. Yes. Yes, that's the definition of love. Expectation that he will enjoy. Because what's love? Means you want to make him happy. And he says, I'm happy by this, by this, by this. So we do this, this, this. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnusmaranam, all of these things he says he's happy with. We do. And we expect, oh Krishna, I hope you will be happy. Because you said you like it, so I'm offering it. Of course, he describes uh, that there are um, there are uh, five elements in it. This is um, an important topic about pure bhakti. I sometimes feel doubtful about speaking on it because uh, like with everything, even this can be weaponized. Nowadays, any concept can be weaponized and used for arguing with others. <laughs> and <laughs> saying, uh, no, no, you don't know, we know. <laughs> that's how it is. So that's not for arguing, this is for our practice. Because sometimes we see devotees are saying, who is a pure devotee, we are not pure devotees. But you can see Akrura in his prayers in Krishna book, did you remember uh, reading? He, he achieves perfection by prayers, but when you read his prayers, he says, Oh Krishna, I am your pure devotee. And I remember I was reading and I felt shocked. You know, how politically incorrect he, he speaks. What does he say? What is he saying? I'm, a pure, I'm your pure devotee, you know? That's not how you speak in ISKCON. I'm, I'm, I'm a pure devotee. No, no, no. Nobody. You cannot. You can never say. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, there are two. There are two ways of speaking about pure devotion as the level of purity or the path of pure bhakti. So <clears throat> that's a humble statement. I'm a pure devotee is a humble statement, meaning I have no other goal than serving you, and I have. Uh, full trust in your bhakti. It's a humble statement. It's not a proud statement. I can be uh, full of contamination and I can practice and I need to practice pure devotional service. This is the uh, purpose. So you see here, this is the scary verse which we frequently quote. Anya vilashita shunyam jnana karma dhyanavritam anukulyena krishnano shilanam bhakti ruttama And the scariest part is is here, yeah. Shunyam of all the desires. Ah, oh, 
Don't you dare have any desires. Oh, yes. Hare Krishna. <laughs> I don't dare. <laughs> okay, maybe after 20 years. <laughs> Tomorrow. However, <clears throat> there are five elements of it. It's a powerful verse, 1111. I kept... I kept uh, Throughout the whole Bhaktivaibhava and Bhaktivedanta, I basically kept asking the same question of the teachers. But, but, isn't jnana good? <laughs> isn't jnana helpful? <laughs> I found, you know, uh, uh, 58 variations of this question <laughs> to ask throughout. <laughs> Uh, but uh, somehow or other, by the mercy of the Shimad, of Shimad Bhagavatam and um, the teachers, by the end, sort of, I got a glimpse what it actually means. So, <clears throat> there, there are five elements of it. <clears throat> anyway, it took me 20 plus years to, of studying and teaching, but we will <clears throat> give you a shortcut. <laughs> so you don't need to. So, uh, three are, um, three are <clears throat> uh, essential. Three are the essential elements. Okay, so there are three practices and two decisions. So what are the three practices? Uh, Anushilanam is usually what we understand by devotional service. Chanting, hearing, uh, worshipping, mostly nine processes, but all the processes of bhakti. Then uh, <clears throat> there is the other one, Krishna, who is the object of our, of our worship. That, uh, it's Krishna, the supreme, attractive, beautiful personality, the absolute truth, source of all, of all knowledge. Also, Nectar of Devotion says... Srila Prabhupada says, Krishna means Krishna and his devotees. Krishna means Krishna and his devotees and his energies. Yes. So, uh, when devotees were coming and saying that I'm trying to chant very attentively and I feel my taste for the name is not increasing, it's decreasing. So I would tell them that please, as you chant, remember, try to be conscious that Krishna, you're not just chanting sounds, you're chanting, uh, these, are, these are the sounds which are the name of the most attractive person. He's Krishna, he's the absolute truth. Just bring this awareness, add this awareness. And devotees will come back and say, yes, now I uh, feel that my taste is increasing. Yes, this changes how we chant. So not just chanting alphabets, as uh, Siddhantaji says, says, just letters, just sounds, but uh, these five five elements, if you if we put that Shruta Bhakti Shada, and this is where we can meet Krishna uh, completely. So Krishna is very important as the object of our service. Then, <clears throat> of course, the most important, it's put in Tritiya instrumental case, Anukulyena, which is very mysterious to most of us and very subtle. However, it's the heart of the heart of the heart of devotee, devotion, devotional service. Without it, bhakti is not bhakti. 
So this is what we just mentioned, the expectation that Krishna will enjoy. So oftentimes I try to shake devotees up and say that the biggest mistake a devotee can do is to think that bhakti is an activity that pleases Krishna. And usually devotees, afterwards they come and say, I thought, what is he saying? What is that? Isn't that bhakti, an activity that pleases Krishna? But I'm saying, no. The biggest mistake a devotee can make is to think that bhakti is activity that pleases Krishna. Because even demons please Krishna by their activity. they wanted to fight, Hiranyakashipu gave him a good fight. So his activity pleased Krishna. Please, Narasimha. But is it bhakti? No, it's not bhakti. So what's missing? What's missing is the intention. Bhakti is activity that pleases Krishna, performed with the intention to please. Activity plus the the intention or the attitude. Why we do it? Why we do it? It may be it, it seems to be not infrequent experience and not an infrequent experience of husbands that uh, they bring, they do something for the wife and she's crying. And he's asking why and she says, you don't love me. And he's completely confused. The poor chap can't figure out what's wrong, you know. He's, he's brought the flowers, he's remembered, that, you know, to, to bring a gift, and she says, you don't love me. So what's, you know, what's happening? <clears throat> so there has to also be the mood, the feeling. Same with, so fortunately our acharyas also take care of the male part of population, and so they verbalize it clearly. They say intention, they say uh, performed with the expectation that Krishna will enjoy. So this is the mood. So not only what you do, but also how you do. Not Not only what you do, but also what's the attitude, what's your motivation, what's your feeling. And each one of us has, each one of us has at least one little spot in the heart where we can desire Krishna's pleasure. And this is the main practice. If we are not happy in bhakti, this is because we may not be practicing this. Anukulyana. Expecting Krishna's joy. That's what makes it dry. (coughs) Because if, if we have it, then immediately the magic of bhakti kicks in. What's the non-slang expression kicks in, uh, becomes activated, starts, manifests, yeah, magic of bhakti. As soon as you want to please Krishna, there is yoga. You do something and you think, okay, Krishna, this is for you. And Krishna says, oh, that's, that's for me? Okay, give it. And he takes. And you feel, oh, Krishna is taking. You actually feel there is some, some connection. So no other yoga offers that. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. 
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे एंड नाउ वन मोर टाइम एंड नाउ फाइंड दैट फॉर्म दैट इंटेंशन एंड एक्सपेक्टेशन ओके कृष्णा लाइक्स वेन वी चैन कृष्णा लाइक्स वेन वी आर इन द टेम्पल कृष्णा लवस वेन वी आर विद द डिवोरीज Krishna loves when we try to improve our bhakti. He loves it. He enjoys it. And we want him to enjoy it. So let's chant again with the expectation, with the desire to make him happy. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Is it sweeter? That's the main part. of sadhana this is the the main main sadhana actually this is the essence of practice this is what we practice if you don't practice this all the rest of the practice is just to lead us to this point and what's important also is that it's not bhakti uh, which is pure it refers to any bhakti these three make any bhakti not just pure bhakti sometimes we think that that's if you have this that's pure bhakti no it's not pure bhakti it's any bhakti even a hypocritical bhakti must have this must have it to make it pure we just need two more parts anyabilashata shunyam and gyana karmadya navritam so anyabilashata shunyam you can see very mercifully rupa goswami includes this suffix ita and jiva goswami says if uh, he meant no other desires at all then it could not be a sadhana it would mean that it's only for those who are already pure which would mean you need some other sadhana but bhakti except outside of bhakti to become pure so it would be impractical and against uh, what the shastra says so therefore he says not anyabilasha be, being free from all this all desire other desires but being being free from all other uh, uh, ultimate desires or uh, top priorities or designations or identities as he says sarvopadi in nirmuktam so i uh, here uh, phrase it as choosing krishna bhakti as the supreme goal ultimate goal even if i have other desires still i steadily choose or reprioritize i i i choose krishna as the supreme goal ultimate goal my ultimate uh, desire so this is anyabilashata shunyam according to the acharyas so again can we even if i have some other desires can i uh, decide that uh, ultimately i want krishna ultimately i want krishna and gyana karma dyanavritam you can see refers to the processes that refers to the goals and this refers to the processes jnana karma are processes and whatever other meditation yoga <clears throat> all the possible processes so here shada shabde vishwas kohe sudrida nishchay krishna bhakti koile sarva karma krita hoy what is shada it's conviction that by doing bhakti everything is achieved so even becoming purified is achieved by doing bhakti so that's just this, uh, deciding to put trust in bhakti as the best process as my process now trusting that i don't need something 
outside of bhakti to become purified. I don't need to postpone bhakti. First I become purified and then I will do bhakti. But trusting that bhakti includes everything, is all-encompassing, is all-powerful and will produce everything. So this is trust in bhakti. So these two decisions, can, can we trust bhakti as the all-powerful process? Can we place our trust? That's it. So just these five things make Shuddha Bhakti Shada, by which we can buy Shuddhanam, pure name. <clears throat> that we trust Bhakti. And then, uh, already from Shada, Krishna is, can manifest in, in uh, the name, in the sounds of name. But then we will also advance and we can cross through the clouds of Anartas. And uh, we can finally, by Krishna's mercy, attain Bhava or Rati, then Prema. That's, so Rati, the heart begins to melt, but that's already the re- uh, transcendental response, the ray of the transcendental son of Prema. And Prema is where the, sun, the heart is fully melted. Fully melted. Still, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says Prema can be young. Just a young sapling. It need, can also need to, may also need to grow and mature. So therefore he says, Adha Darshanam, meeting Krishna. And his fourteenth state is Harer Madhuryanubhava, direct experience of Hari's sweetness. Madhurya Anubhava. Anubhava is experiencing and also drinking the sweetness of Krishna. So that's the that's the perfection of all the uh, <clears throat> stages of bhakti. And there all the fun fully begins. Hare Krishna. So that, this is, that's our work. So our work is uh, to direct, to, to uh, rekindle and uh, refocus our mind on Krishna, to find the intent to direct our expectation at Krishna's joy and pleasure, being happy that Krishna is going to be happy. And then you see that what it produces is that you evam prasanna manaso, you become happy. And then by this prasanna manaso, happy mind and bhakti yoga, bhagavatatva vigyanam, you become fully realized in the science of Krishna. By having this joyful, joyful consciousness. And then with this joyful consciousness, what happens is grantish, the knot in the heart is cut, meaning the false ego, completely. All the doubts are removed. I remember I was, re- uh, I was reassured 
Oh, even there, at such a high level, some doubts are there. Oh, so maybe my having a doubt or two is not mortal, is not so bad, <laughs> it's not fatal. <laughs> of course, Yoga Goswami explains what kind of doubts are there. <clears throat> so there are different levels of doubts. <clears throat> and karma is finished, and then you, you see the Lord. <clears throat> That's, and then the next verse you can see, it's such a nice verse. I remember, I immediately wanted to learn it. Atovai kavayo nityam bhaktim paramayamuda vasudeva bhagavati kurvantyatma prasadanim Therefore, certainly therefore, since time immemorial, all transcendentalists, or kavayo, it means um, sages and poets, have been rendering devotional service to Lord Krishna, the personality of Godhead, with great delight, paramaya muda. So you can perform devotional service with great delight. Because such devotional service is enlivening to the self. Atma prasadanim. It brings uh, joy to the soul. It brings joy to the soul. That's bhakti. Bhakti and pure bhakti. And pure bhakti is possible now. If we collect all the ingredients. And these are not separate ingredients. Just like if you have a proper gurukul chai. Which is very both tasty and uh, good for cold. Cold and um, flu and whatever. So it's one thing. Gurukul chai is one thing. Who has... Dr- drunk ever this gurgul chai you haven't you must try <laughs> anyway so in that gurgul chai what do you have is you have uh, milk right you have heat it's been heated you have sugar yes you have chai sometimes a little water added so these are all separate ingredients, but together they form one nice beverage. They are not. Sometimes, sometimes the warrior is saying, "What is this? You know, five different elements. You know, I'm distracted. What is this? The five? How you put it together? No, just like in this gurukul chai, you put all the, all of them together, <clears throat> and it becomes a very tasty and very healthy beverage. Yes, which cures which cures um, our cough and whatever other uh, problems. In the same way, this formula of bhakti, formula of bhakti of five elements, uh, is one nectarian beverage, which uh, cures our material disease, which gives us strength. It's the magic potion. Magic potion, Is is that the correct expression? <clears throat> which uh, helps us fly through, cross through the four clouds of Anartas <clears throat> and reach the sun of Prema, where our heart melts in ecstasy and Krishna embraces us and we meet Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Now one more time, remembering, Krishna is your friend and he is a cool person. 
<laughs> that's the uh, that's the website of the German ISKCON, Krishna is cool. They carry the banner on Harinam. Krishna is cool dot com or dot de the yeah. So first of all, people see ah Krishna is cool, and second of all, they know where to find more information. <laughs> so whoever he is for you, in the arrow formula, Srinanan Sami says, yeah, uh, relationship. What's your relationship? Who? And for different people, he will be different, attractive in a different way. <clears throat> so, Krishna, so we chant, he likes it. And it's Krishna, Krishna who is wonderful. Then, uh, expecting he will enjoy it. Because he says, I like it. Then, uh, when he comes and says, what can I give you? We may say many things, but we must say that ultimately I want Krishna Bhakti. And then placing full trust that by this everything is achieved. This has everything. This is the source of everything. Chintamani, Nama Chintamani, which, which fulfills all desires. Possible, impossible, and in between. So let's brew the chai. Let's put things, all of these together. So Krishna, Krishna likes it for Krishna, for his pleasure, with trust. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Yeah, so, and so on. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Comments, questions, points <clears throat> here? Of course, now you know everything. So, so this um, pure bhakti, this idea that we're practicing pure bhakti because we only want Krishna. Even though we're not at the level of purity we yes. know we need to get to. Yes, yes. When you check 930, su Duracharo, chapter on um, pure bhakti, <clears throat> the king of Rajavidya Rajaguhya, chapter 9 in the Gita, and then we have this, it's confidential, because, so that people do not misuse. But Krishna says, su Duracharo, even if somebody does the worst possible, imaginable, and unimaginable things. Bajate mam ananya bhak. He doesn't deviate. He doesn't take any other process. And samyak vyava sito. No other goal. So sadhur eva samantavya. Krishna says he must be considered a sadhu. And you can see in the next verse, Prabhupada mentions uh, that um, he, he calls this person a pure devotee two times. He mentions a pure devotee two times. So he may be not pure, but the process is performing is pure. And that's the practice. The goal and trust in the process. So for that, that verse that is sometimes hard to understand when somebody commits something abominable. Yeah. So what you're saying is that if he's still not given up on Krishna, basically, right? If he's still sticking with the process, yes. then he's considered pure 
Yes. And that's in the sense of because he wants nothing else but Krishna. Yes. He may want many other things. Right. But, but as a lower priority. Krishna is his topmost, ultimate. Yes, he always comes back to Krishna. Yes, yes. In the, in the end. Yeah. Uh, Vishwanachakur Thakur gives a comment uh, saying that such a devotee thinks, I am the worst devotee, I'm the black spot uh, for the society of devotees, but I will never give, let me go to hell for my sins. He doesn't expect Krishna to uh, <clears throat> purify him. He, he's not, he doesn't exploit bhakti. He's not trying to exploit Krishna to cover for his uh, sinful activities. He says, let me go to hell. But I will never give up Krishna and I will never give up bhakti. So he's fixed in that goal and in that path. And he's not exploiting Krishna either. He's not, That's a good he's, point. He's not a hypocrite who is trying to... People, those who are looking at that person who might be struggling with that, are thinking it's a, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card or something. Yes. So this is why... But it, the mentality of the person going through it is like, I, I need to own this, I need yes, to suffer. Yes, um, but, but I will also continue. Yes. This is why one devotee was telling me, you know, this famous... the, the uh, last word of the Gita, Prabhupada says the most important instruction, Sarvadharman Parityajya, you all know, Mamekam Sharanam Raja, Aham Tam Sarapapabya Moksha Ishvim Mashu Chaha. So, uh, one devotee in Zurich, he says, We should never tell this verse without speaking the next verse. Idam te na tapaskaya na bhaktaya kadachana na ja shu shushave vachyam na jamamya biasuiti. Never say it. This confidential knowledge may never be explained to those who are not austere. Obviously, you're all austere. You're all here. I don't know about the internet audience. That's I'm not sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> shape up. <laughs> uh, or devoted, meaning that they will not exploit it. So nabaktaya, so they they are devotees, or or engaged in the chashush um, cha. Ashu Shushave, those who are not ready to do service. Because, so each one is deeper. Next one is deeper. So, first, those who are not ready to give up some uh, wrong activities, who then who are not ready to, to, to declare themselves devotees. And then we may declare ourselves devotees, but we don't want to do service. So that's the next one. And a separate category is one who is envious. Somebody may even uh, do some service, but just to merge with Krishna or something. So that's not really... So that's envy. So Krishna says, such people, don't tell them. Don't, don't tell them. Don't reveal this secret to them. So that they do not misuse. Can be misused. But then, of course, at the end he says, but whoever hears this, Whoever hears this, uh, at least with some interest and trust, and without too much too much uh, criticism or envy, anusuyeve, they will go to Dhruvaloka. They will go to Dhruvaloka just by hearing <clears throat> this, and by studying this, you 
do the jnana yagya, sacrifice with knowledge. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jai. Pure bhakti now ki jai. Dissipating clouds of anarthas ki jai. Nidai go pramanande hari hari Hare Krishna. Vancha kaupadarubesha kripa sintu yamacha.